You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. He will be in uh, um, Kearney, the Copper Corridor, on Saturday night. And I would uh, encourage anyone in here, if you have someone in your circle of influence that is uh, maybe atheist or uh, struggles with faith, what a wonderful time for them to be here and hear what, what uh, the message will be about. It's going to speak to a lot of hearts. And then we're going to start a, a series on the book of Genesis, which I also believe is going to help us to get a real great foundation on the reliability of the Word of God. Amen? So we have been in a series um, going through the Psalms of Prayer. And uh, as you know, uh, if, if you're with us, uh, most of the time that we're, we're in 21 days of prayer, and if you're new with us, we also, in this 21 days, days of prayer, we started a series praying through three Psalms. The first Psalm was Psalm 25. And we see there that it's a relational psalm, that, that God is developing loyalty in his people. But he also uh, wants for us to know that not only is his word true, but it's, it's more than his word, it's, it's prayer. We can have this relationship with God through Jesus. And that prayer does a lot of things in our hearts. It makes us uh, loyal. It, it gives us integrity. We, we, we live a life of integrity. Uh, we live with a good conscience, Right? Not only be before God, but before man. We can look people square in the face and look at them in the eye and, and not have to put our heads down because we feel guilty. And so we saw that. And then uh, we, last week we looked at Psalm 51. And Psalm 51 is a prayer uh, when you really mess up. And how many of you have really messed up in your life? You know, we really messed up. There's mess ups and then there's real mess ups. And we see in that Psalm that, that David comes before God very uh, transparent and vulnerable, and he says, Lord, created me a clean heart. Uh, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And we saw that uh, take place. So today we're going to go into Psalm 91, and Psalm 91 is a declaration. You actually declare the goodness of God. No matter what you're facing, whether you're in war, whether you're in a, in, in a, in a pestilence or, or uh, uh, you know, in, in some kind of of uh, ailment, whatever we're going through, you can stand on the word of God that God's not going to leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Um, and, and I'm going to go right into it because last service, I, um, I, the Lord really prompted me to have some time of prayer. Because of the, because of the content in this prayer psalm, uh, I just believe it's a call to prayer. And so we invited people to come up and pray and it was overwhelming in a, in a positive way, the people that came up for prayer. There's so many needs. And I, I believe that here in this service that there's someone in here that you're, you have, you're facing something that's so much bigger than you. Can, can you. can you testify to that, that you're facing maybe something that's so much bigger than you, but it's not bigger than God. And so we're going to go to the throne together. We're going to call our prayer counselors to come up. So uh, uh, Christy or, or someone, please... 15 minutes before the service starts, just kind of go like this, you know. 
and I'll listen to you, you know. But, um, but I, so I'm going to move fast through this message because there's a lot of good things for us to, to see. So Psalm 91, if you've got your Bibles, go, go ahead and open to that. If you have your uh, Bible app, go to Psalm 91. We're going to read, I'll be reading out of the NLT. And uh, it's also on your notes and it's on the screen. So uh, the psalmist starts out like this. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Someone say amen. That's a profound statement right there. And then he goes on to verse 2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. How many of you would say, yes, I trust in God alone? Verse 3. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. Notice what it says. He will, not he might. He will protect you from every trap, and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Don't be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrows that fly in the, in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. I'm going to pause right there because I'm going to say something that's important. So maybe you have someone in your life that's a Christ follower, and maybe they were, they were, they were depending on this and saying, I believe that God's going to, he's going to heal me, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to deliver me, and, and, and maybe someone in your, in your life, they, they believe that way, they had faith, and, and, and maybe someone in your life, they passed. Anyone ever have that happen? Can I tell you something? That if you're a Christian, it says to live as Christ and to die is, is gain. So there's a, there's a biblical emphasis to this too. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter what the difficulty is. God is going to be with you. And here's what I've, what I've seen with my own eyes and I've known with, with my own mind. I have seen people get healed in the name of Jesus. So there's healing in the name of Jesus for this life. But you still die. Amen? If, if, if you were healed and you didn't die, guess what would happen? You live a thousand years. I don't think there's been anybody besides Adam. You know, back, back in those days, yeah, Methuselah. All these individuals that lived all these lives. But, but here's, you gotta, you got to look at it through, through perspective. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. In other words, discern what's going on around you. Discern what sin is doing to people. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. And I don't know about you, but during COVID, I just stood on the Word of God. During COVID, I read Psalm 91 so many times. I believe Psalm 91 was read by more followers of Jesus during that, that, that pandemic than any other psalm. Because this is truth. This is God's word. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Now, how many of you in here do you believe, do you know that God has his angelic messengers that are there with us no matter where we go? 
How many of you know that Satan has his angels as well? His angels are called demons. They're just fallen angels. But here's the thing. They're not greater than God. They're not greater than, 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 than God's, uh, those that he's brought up to help us. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will, you will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. And here's the thing about King David. He knew this. He was a shepherd that watched his sheep, and he fought lions. He, he actually killed lions. So he knew this, that it was God that was with him. Then he, then he slayed Goliath. He knew that. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Someone that's going through great difficulty right now, this is your, this is your anchor right here. He will rescue you. He will protect you. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. And I believe that to be true no matter what we face. I, I talked to, I'm going to just bring this out. I talked to someone earlier before the service started, and he's a relative of Benny Silva, and I saw the Benny Silva shirt. And Benny Silva is very, very near and dear to my heart. I love Benny with all my heart. He's with Jesus. He had a heart attack the, 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 the day after Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, he was here dancing. <laughs> Two days later or, or three days later, he was dancing in heaven. But the Lord never left him. Are you with me? I, I hold on to that reality. The, the Lord never leaves us. So Psalm 91 is a declaration. And here, let's go through the, the, the five things that we can take away. There's many more, but there's five real quick things that I want to say. It's a prayer and declaration for rest. Because if you've ever gone through something difficult, you know that you get very tired and very weary. And, and, and God's word speaks to us when we're weary, and he points us to where we will find rest. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High. I live... In Samuel, I live on Fifth Avenue. I live on this. I'm not going to tell you the address. Most of you know. I live at 923 Fifth Avenue. Right? And, and, and I live there, but that's just where, where I make my abode here. But I live in the shelter of the Almighty God. Even when I'm not at, 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 in Samuel, I'm still living in the shelter of the Most High God. Are you with me? That's where I find rest. Think of that. I have to go home. I have to go to my house. I have to go to San Manuel to get rest. No, 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 no. No, no. I can find rest wherever God is. Notice it doesn't say that you might find rest. It says you will find rest. And you know what I love about this? It says where you're going to find rest. Where? In the shadow. Not in the heat. In the shadow. My, my son just uh, got promoted to a, to a position, and a different job. And, and as we were talking, he was telling me about all the pressure he, he has. And I said, son, different seat, different heat. You're in the hot seat. Amen? But that's not where you dwell. If you're in Christ, you dwell in the shadow 
of the Almighty. Don't, don't dwell in your prognosis. Don't dwell in your problem. Don't dwell in your circumstance. Don't dwell in your, in your relationship issue that you're getting. Don't dwell there. Don't, don't spend all your time there. Dwell in the shadow of God. Find that place. Find that place of refuge. Psalm 62, verse 1 and 2 says, Trust my, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. He is my rock and my salvation. Truly He is that. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Here's the second thing that we find. It's a declaration for refuge. Look how he, he says in verse 2, this, is, this I declare about the Lord. I declare this. He alone is my refuge. He is my place of safety. He's my God, and I trust him. He says, I declare this about the Lord. Let me tell you, there's a lot of places that you're going to try to find refuge that will pull you away from the presence of God. There's a lot of things that are, that are vying for your attention. There's a lot of places that are vying for your allegiance. Maybe evolution has some merit. Maybe there's a higher power. Maybe there's not. There's a lot of things that are coming at you saying, did God really say? But are you going to trust in God alone? And here's what I know for, for sure is that sin, when, when sin tries to enter into our world, we talked about the, 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 the angels of, of, of darkness, the demons, they're always trying to pull you away from, from hiding in God. And let me tell you what happens when you, when you listen to the, to the voice of the enemy and his entourage, that what, what, what begins to happen, instead of you hiding in God, you hide from God. Instead of you finding your refuge in God, you find your refuge in other places. When, when, when Adam sinned, he, 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 he realized for the first time that, that you know, there was something that happened in his conscience. And, 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 and God called out to him. And Adam replied this in, in verse 10 of chapter 3 of Genesis. He, he replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I, what did he do? So I, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. See, Adam had never been afraid. He had never, he had never felt that before. So, so. Being afraid is a consequence of sin. Being afraid is the opposite of trust. Are you with me? No matter, no matter what we're going through, God doesn't cause fear. In fact, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom because we understand in Jesus, perfect love casts out fear. The psalmist teaches us instead of hiding from God, we're led to take refuge in God. When I first came to Jesus, you know, we used to do these 80s worship songs. I love them. We, we, we do some of them, but not like we used to. So can I tell you why? That was the 80s. So back in 19, you know, no, 1994, but it might have been an 80s worship song. But there was this song. It's, a, it's an older worship song. And, it, and the, the title is, You Are My Hiding Place. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. 
Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. I will trust in you. Went something like that. And I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. He's our hiding place. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we face. In fact, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Colossae, he says this, for you died to this life and your real life now is hidden in Christ. The old James Reese, the old sinful James Reese is dead. And my new life as a follower of Jesus is hidden in Christ. There's peace there. There's peace in Christ. See, the, the old life is, is, is sinful. It's hiding from God. It's, 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 it's hiding from the, from the presence of God. It's hiding from the worship of God. But the new you is hidden in Christ. And there's, there's peace. There's holiness. Not your holiness. It's imputed holiness. Jesus imputed. He put his holiness on you. He put his righteousness on you. And now you walk in this peace that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't, doesn't matter what we're facing. We're in that hiding place. The psalmist in Psalm uh, 91, 3 and 4, he says, For he will rescue you from every trap, and he'll protect you from deadly diseases. I love the, 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 the every trap. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. So here's the third takeaway. It's a declaration. Psalm 91 is a declaration for courage and protection. Look what he says in verse 5. Don't be afraid of the terrors of, that, uh, of the night, nor, nor the arrow that flies in the day. That's why chaplains, hear me now, that's why chaplains read this psalm with people in the military. Military chaplains say, Psalm 91, I want you to hold on to that. When you're at war, when the missiles are flying, when they're in the trenches, do not dread the disease, verse 6, that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though, though a thousand are falling at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. And there are sometimes, beloved, that you've got to stand on the word of God no matter what anybody else says. You know, I told someone recently that they're, they're, they're walking in something great that God did in their lives. And I said, it doesn't matter what people say. You need to walk in what you heard from God. You need to walk in the testimony of the word. You've got to hear God for yourself and you've got to own it for yourself. The great author and, and uh, Christian leader, Max Lucado, put it this. He's a great, great man of God. He said, the presence of fear 
does not mean you have no faith. Fear visits everyone. Make sure you make fear a visitor and not a resident. Sometimes you got to kick fear out. Sometimes you're going through something, you just got to kick anxiety out of your life. And then you got to welcome faith back in. Because faith and fear cannot coexist. They, they can't dwell together. You, you either have to make a choice for one or the other. So someone in here that you're facing a big, 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 big mountain in your life, let me tell you something, that, that you need to kick that big, big, big mountain out and put a bigger mountain and put the faith of God in there. You, you have to own it. You, you have to do it yourself. No one, no one can do that for you. I can believe all I want for you. I can say, you know what, Kyle, I believe for you, bro. I believe that God's going to do it. I can do all that, but can I tell you, you have to believe for yourself. You have to believe if the word of God is true or if it's just an opinion. David, uh, King David put it like this in Psalm 23. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Notice that. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you, Lord, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So there's a difference between, between comfort and chaos. There's a difference between fear and faith. They cannot coexist. You can't have both. Now, there's something that's vital right here. The valley of death has a shadow too. It's not the same shadow than the shadow of the Almighty. Because there is no death in the shadow of the Almighty. Jesus gives, Jesus gives us that, that, that perfect knowledge when he says, I am the resurrection and I am the, the life. He who comes to me, she who comes to me will live. Though he die, though she die, they will rise again. So you know what it tells us, beloved, that no matter what we're facing, we're going to face it with the power of God. No matter what we're going through, we will not let fear take over our lives. We will not let anxiety take over our lives. We will not dwell in the shadow of death. We will dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. It's where we live. Here's the fourth declaration. Oh, cut. I'm done. I'm just getting warmed up. But can I tell you something? God can do more through prayer than you hear me preach for another 15, 20 minutes. And I believe that there's someone here that you need, you need, to, you need to do this. You need to come and we need to do this. Because God hears every prayer. God never will waste a prayer. And God moves on every prayer. So prayer counselors, if you will, come up at this time. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. But I do know a God that's bigger. I do know a God that cares. I do know a God that loves.
I do know that you don't have to go through this alone. So I invite you now. Serve the glory. 
dismiss the service. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the service. We're going to stay up here and be praying for a little while. So if you still need prayer, something's nugging at you, come on up and we'll pray for you. Um, God bless you and have a wonderful week. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.